Hey, I'm Heather, a chaos coordinator and mom of three young kids. Chaos and cookies is literally my life, with never-ending dishes, laundry, you name it. Being a mom is a blessing, but it also comes with hard days too. Together, we can find the humor and real solutions to lighten your load and clean up the crumbs. You're listening to the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. I am excited about my guest, Sarah Walton. Today, you are going to love her. She is an intuitive business coach and sales expert who's been featured on the Today Show, who speaks at women's conferences worldwide and has helped hundreds of women start and grow businesses they love. Originally from Salt Lake City, Sarah spent her 15-year corporate career in New York City, navigating the male-dominated world of tech, managing a P&L worth hundreds of millions of dollars, working closely with Marianne Williamson, mentoring dozens of women and balancing motherhood at the same time. She's the voice behind the game on Girlfriend Podcast, and she's known for her weekly Sarah Uncut TV show on YouTube and live coffee with coach streaming video conversations. Her specialty is making sales fun as she helps women heal their relationship with money. Sarah works with a handful of one-on-one clients yearly runs her quarterly group coaching sprints, and is known for her powerful expansion coaching program, The Sales Mastermind, which she runs twice a year. Sarah beca- uh, Sarah's became the go-to source of inspiration, no-nonsense teaching, and practical integration for women in business. She's created a successful business and now speaks across the nation, offering her courses and workshops, which are designed to put more money in the hands of more women. I am telling you, you were going to love Sarah. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being here. Oh my gosh. I'm so grateful to be here with you today, Heather. This is going to be so much fun. Absolutely. I'm super excited to dive in. But before we do that, I do a, an icebreaker question. Hit me. Okay. <laughs> and that is, what is your favorite cookie and or cookie memory? Oh, always going to be a chocolate chip cookie. Um, but my son found a recipe on YouTube. It's called the world's best chocolate chip cookie. It is redonkulous. We cut up dark chocolate. We have semi-sweet chocolate and you sprinkle sea salt on top. It's ridiculous. Wow. That sounds delicious. <laughs> it's a good and, and how old are your kids? 13 and 16. And do you have two boys, a girl and a boy? The boy is oh. older. The girl is younger. Yeah. Yeah. yeah how is that? I have two it, boys and a girl. Well, I'm so jealous you have three. I wanted three so bad, uh, but I love <laughs> it's hard. That I eat. I've heard, man. It's, it's like, hard. as soon as you have more kids than you have hands, you got a problem, right? It's like, oh my gosh, who's got the third one? Um, yes. And I feel so lucky that to have one of each, right? I really love that perspective on life. Um, but gosh, I don't know. Do you compare yourself to your own siblings and think how on earth do we have the same parents? Because I look at my kids and I'm like, how in the world did I grow these two who are so different from each other. I mean, mm. they're just so, so different. It is. And you know, it's funny because they say to keep kids in even numbers. I was never told this. So I have three. <laughs> and so I, I'm like, well, eh, fourth is a lot and they're expensive. And I had the boy and the girl and, you know, we had one more. And I have to say when I take one out of the mix, like if one's going to do the, their own thing, mm. the two are so much more well-behaved than when they're all three because there's not a lot of games you can play three with, and then you become the, the fourth, fourth. Yes, like playmate. True. So, so true. even numbers is what I was told. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm done. So it's, it is what it is. But <laughs> if I were to ever have any more, they would be so far apart. It would just be like only child. So, yeah, you know, that's not fun. That's not fun. 
No. So um, tell me a little bit uh, more about what it is you do. So you are a sales expert mm. pretty much. Yes. And I think sales gets a bad rap sometimes. Uh, that was my background, sales and marketing um, in the legal industry and doing outside sales. And I always say that I could sell ice to an Eskimo because my dad was in sales and it's an art. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. But it, I mean, it definitely has a bad rap. I mean, I'm sure there are listeners who just went, oh, God, sales gross. Yeah. Right. Like it's, it's like a bad word. Yes. Um, you know, when I really feel that has happened, heaven forgive me, but I do feel that has happened as a total bastardization of what sales is supposed to be. All sales needs to be, in my humble opinion, um, is helping someone get through something faster and with less pain. That's a really good thing to give to people. Like that's wonderful. And there's nothing to be ashamed of in doing that. And one of the stories I tell is let's pretend you were a doctor, right? And you're walking down the street and someone's bleeding out on the sidewalk and you walk by and you're like, oh, well, I don't want to be salesy. You're like, <laughs> dude, uh, the guy is bleeding out, right? And you're like, yeah, but I don't want him to think I'm salesy. Right. It's like, what are you talking about? Right. That that is. To me, that's what sales has turned into is we've turned it into this crazy ego driven story about us instead of the person who needs the help. And I Great. think that's what makes Great the point. way I teach sales so different is it's not even about you. Like, I don't even really deal with you. Like, I love you. I care about you. You are not the one we're helping right now. We're helping all the people who need you. Right. And as soon as people get that paradigm shift, suddenly it's not hard to sell anymore because it's all about serving other people. And that's kind of become cliche or like an Instagram meme or something, which makes me crazy. I'm not a fan of memes because they just <laughs> cheapen everything. There could be really profound sayings that get totally bastardized. But anyway, this idea that we're here, given our specific talents, experience and expertise to make a difference. And when you make sales about you and how you look, and what people think about you, we've already lost the game. Hundred percent. It's not about you, right? That's that's the issue. So when I teach my Instagram boot camp, it's mainly mainly women. There are some men that that I help. That um, they first thing they say is when they're trying to create their business and they want to share this whatever it is they're sharing. The first thing that comes out of their mouth is, "I don't want to come off salesy." Yep. I don't want to push product. I don't want to push it in people's face. And so I feel like every time I post, it's like in their face and that's not the case, or it's the style in which you're being taught. That's right. Because yeah. a lot of these, excuse my French MLMs, these mm -hmm. multi-level marketing, they have their sales like Script. formula. Yeah. And that is salesy. That is pushy. It's not genuine. It's not sharing is caring, right? Mm -hmm. You And if you look at it as I'm not selling the product, I am sharing something that's helped me and has solved X problem and other people need to know about it. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, if you can really turn it into a conversation, I know, I know we all kind of think of this analogy, right? But you're not embarrassed to share a great book with your best friend. You're not embarrassed to recommend a movie you thought was fantastic. And you don't ever feel like you're being salesy, but you're selling when you do that. Like there's no difference. The difference is you aren't specifically being paid or revenue isn't specifically coming into your business. And that seems to be where we get tripped up because we make it about us. 
right? It's like, oh, well, I must be being salesy if revenue is going to go up because of this conversation. And it's like, no, revenue goes up every single time you have a conversation like this. It just might be revenue for someone else, right? You recommend your favorite makeup. You recommend a favorite book. You're still pushing revenue. (laughs) It's It's like Sarah Blakely with the Spanx, right? She solved a problem. She's like, this is what I did. And I think more women need to know about it because it's a common problem. And then now she's a billionaire, but she was just solving a problem and then sharing her solution. And then her marketing team and everything like that, you know, starts and does all those things for you. But at the very beginning, she was solving a problem. That's right. And the girlfriends. And one of the things I love about her too, that I don't know if you ever heard her story about how she was a fax salesperson door to door before she founded Spanx. I love that. I'm always like, I cannot imagine a harder thing to sell door to door. I I think I would cry every day if I, (laughs) and I love sales that like, oh my God, knocking on someone's door, interrupting their day. Holy cannoli. Like that is a whole different level of deep, deep sales, but that ability to not take personally a no I think is what had her succeed in that story, right? Because she did, she solved a massive problem for all of us. Like all of us are like, thank you, Muffin Top is gone. We love you. You're my favorite, right? Right. So this idea that she could do that and then use that expertise of this is not about me. It's about other women helping a problem that everyone has. I mean, there's like, I think the statistics, like 88% of women hate the way they look in the mirror, not dislike, but hate. That hurts my heart. Yeah. Isn't that terrible? It it just makes me want to cry. Like openly, I could cry right now. That's so sad. And by the way, guys, I'm just going to say something. That is one of the ways we keep ourselves distracted from doing the work we're here to do. Love Mm -hmm. up on your body. That's all I'll say about that. The rest of it you call Heather for because she's a genius. But I will say (laughs) that idea, I mean, if we could take the energy, oh, I could cry right now. But if we could take the energy that women spend on a daily basis berating their bodies, I just want you to think for a second in your own life, how much energy you would have. I mean, how much you could do, how many new courses you could create, how many new products you could come up with, how many more people you could help, how much more time you'd have for your children. This is by design in my humble opinion, because if women are sitting around hating themselves, they're not creating magic. No, they're, you know, keeping themselves down. They're keeping others down. They're not fulfilling their destiny and helping others. It's becomes about the person like us, yeah. you know, and you and the ego and all that again. And you have to remember that you're always a work in progress and sales too, is almost something that's just a couple more steps in front of someone else. Correct. Because everyone is on the same path or similar. And so someone who's like a mentor, like they always say, you should always have a coach of some sort mm. that you're learning from, because not everyone has always learned it. You're just in a different place. And you'll outgrow your coach and you'll move to another one because you've learned everything you can and now you're past it. And so you're just in a different place than what someone else is. And to help someone get to where you are is the only way you can do it by sharing. That's right. That's right. And that's all sales is, you know, going back to the doctor, walking by someone, it's like, oh my God, I can help here. I can make a difference here. I can make this amazing. Um, And, you know, I, I always say there's, there's two types of, of products, right? So there's life-saving, right? Like the doctor, and then there's people who make lives amazing, right? Like just the absolute enhancement, the joy, the happiness that can come from using your product or service. And you are robbing people of that joy by making it be about you. And it, 
this is why I love teaching sales so much because the personal development that has to come along with it is so profound because you will look at all the times you've made things in your life be about you instead of about other people. And it's so healing and not in a judgmental way. Like, you know, if you hadn't been thinking about yourself, it's not like that. It's a lot more loving and it's a lot more gentle, but just this idea like, oh my gosh, wow. And how can I support other people in doing that? And I, I happen to believe that right now that's going to be women supporting women because we're the ones who continually put other people first to the point that we're like, well, I must be a bad person if I don't wear myself down to the bone. Right. Sure. And all these phrases we use against, oh, she's so selfless. It is like my least favorite phrase in the world. She's so selfless. She has no self and we're rewarding that. Right. Right. All of that setup has us feel like if we do anything that we benefit from, it must be bad. <laughs> and that's yeah. why we can push a book that we love, but we can't sell our own products. Right. Because we're going to benefit from that. So it must be bad. And let alone if it's a book that you're in, like for instance, I've got a book that's mm. launching. I wrote a chapter in it. They asked me to contribute. It's a bunch of parents and Love. it's three different sections. And there's like, here's the links for the launch and da, 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 da. But because we are in it, we don't want to like promote it too much because it's like, Oh, come, come check out what we, what we wrote. It's not that it's the fact that I decided to be a part of something bigger. And I think it's a, it's not just about me. It's about all these other parents that are sharing their expertise and whatever it is. And it's important that other parents can help, you know, hopefully it'll help somebody, whatever right. it might, maybe my chapter won't be for you, but Hey, go check out X, Y, Z, because she's going to talk about, you know, adolescence and hormones. Like who knows? I'm not there yet. That's not going to be me. And so <laughs> it is what it is, but just promoting something that you're not going to be a part of something that you don't believe in. Hopefully. Mm, hopefully mm, that's right that's right i would doubt it i mean smell most that don't. yeah yeah we can sniff it out you can that's I mean, if you're promoting something think- that you don't believe in they are not going to buy it from you oh there's no question there's no question and that is again where the personal development comes in right when we're teaching sales is really like do you believe in this or not why or why not and it tends to be again going back because i i only work with women really looking at where the confidence got dropped right where it was that you stopped believing that you could produce something of value for other people, right? Mm. That your job, your sole job is not here to make sure everyone else is happy while you suffer. That's not what you're here for. What you're here for is to contribute, is to love, is to add value, is to make people happy. And in sales, right? And I don't know if someone's listening where this is going to land, but I love it when that happens. Like, so let's even take Heather for the book that you're talking about. Somebody picks up that book and the next time they would have hit their kid, they don't. That's a big freaking deal. If somebody picks up that book and stops their kid from having unprotected sex because they read chapter or whatever, that's a big deal. And that's what we have to understand is lives are changing. Lives are being affected when we get out of the way and talk about what we can produce for other people. And I I just want women to understand how important that is for us right now. And when we look around at the world and I know people are blue and people are feeling totally stressed and you, I know Heather, you know how overwhelmed everyone's feeling is that if we had more money in the hands of more women, right? Because we master this, we understand we're here to contribute and we're not afraid to talk about that. And we do it with love and care and excitement and joy you know, I look at the wars going on. I look at what's happening in, you know, in the United States around politics, and this is more global, but just hang with me for a second. It doesn't matter what your perspective is, which, which side you stand on. 
you know, women for the most part, I don't think we would be paying to drop bombs on other people's children. I think we would be paying to drop food and water and medicine on other people's children. And we need women at that level making those decisions. And right now, just the way the world is structured now, we need money in order to do that. Mm-hmm. And so it's understanding that money is the most powerful tool we have access to right now. And we may not like that truth. Like it might be like, dang, I wish it was bananas. And I understand. I wish it was something else too sometimes, but it's money right now. That's what we need to have access to. And we need more of it in the hands of women, because when we make financial decisions, they're incredibly good for the most part. And by good, I mean, they affect other people positively. We end up investing better. We make really smart financial decisions. We are really good at the market. And for some reason, um, insert eye roll here. I think it's rather intentional. Um, Women are usually kept out of that conversation and I'm really out to change that. And at the heart of that is healing your confidence in yourself, is trusting yourself to sell with heart and is to learn the skill of sales. I just think we need to do this. The world is like literally on fire. And I I don't think women would let it go this way much longer, but we got to be in the rooms having those conversations. And in order to do that, we need to be able to make more money. Absolutely. And so what would you say to someone, let's say that's listening, about if, what if, what, so everyone, you know, we just talked about money, money makes the world go around money pays the bills. It is what it is. We need it to survive. Mm -hmm. And it's not back in like barter, you know, bartering days when someone is choosing something or wants to start a business, Mm -hmm. for instance, my story three years ago, I wasn't working anymore. I left to stay home with my kids. It was a decision that my ex-husband and I had made. It really wasn't the my favorite decision that I made, but it was one of those things that it was just, this is just what I'm going to need to do right now. And he was the breadwinner. He liked doing that. And I wanted to stay with my kids and all the, all the things, but I like to produce my own income. I like to not feel beholden to anyone and have that little bit of freedom and not feel like I'm using his money or whatever the case may be. And so when I was starting a business, there was some intention there. I started becoming a health and wellness coach because that was my, my background. It was something I didn't have to sell product. I could help change lives. It helped me, but I also wanted to elevate it with something for moms and uh, align myself with something that was mine because I, I was thinking, well, if, the owner of this company that I'm selling for decides to up and sell it, which I had just left the company that that had happened, which, Mm -hmm. Hey, great. It was acquired. Wonderful. But I'm not in charge of it. It's not my brand. She wants to do something different. I have to go with it or I leave mine's my own destiny, creating something just to create something versus creating something that has meaning and purpose. What would you say to someone who's trying to either find a business, create a business? And they're like, well, friend says they make a bunch of money doing it. So I'm just going to go off and sell it Mm -hmm. versus looking back at maybe why are you selling this? And maybe it's not something I should be selling. Maybe I should look into something else because that's why you're not being successful. Yeah, no, I think that's so important. And honestly, I happen to believe it doesn't matter whether you've created it yourself or like, cause you know, there are the multi-level marketers or somebody just is like really great at sales and they jump into something. I don't think the vehicle matters nearly as much as you nailed it. The why, 
Um, and this is something, you know, multi-level marketing things have done that makes me nuts. Again, speaking of memes is what's your why? It's like, okay, yeah. well, it is so much bigger than that. That is not what we're talking about here. And what I do, like, this is what we do in the sprints. It's th- we run one sprint per quarter. So you have one goal for that one quarter and you sprint towards it. And I don't allow anyone in that group to create a goal unless they can tell me how they want to feel when they accomplish it. I love that. And yeah, no, you can't tell me. Like, I don't care. I don't care about your house. I don't care about a purse. I don't care about shoes. I don't don't care. Why (laughs) do you want to set this goal? Like, what are you chasing? What is the feeling you're chasing? Then they talk to me about that. Then we go deeper and I go, okay, but why is that going to make you happy? Why do you think that's going to make you? And we really dig into that. You can't set the goal for the quarter until we know what that is. That's just is it usually a financial goal for the quarter? When you're no, sprinting not to? all the time. Some people it's like, I just want to freaking launch this thing. I'm losing my mind. I'm like, great. Why? And then we'll dive into it and understand that the goal is actually being a fantastic copywriter. Their copy sucks. It's not converting. It's not that right. So we end up spending the quarter working on that and then they end up making more money. Right. But it's really diving into why. Why the money? Why the money? Why the money? And for some people, it's a really big thing. I actually just shared with, um, we just had the sales mastermind retreat and I was working on them with their next annual goals. And I said, you know, listen, my dad is aging. I love him so much. He's in LA. I'm on the East coast. Like this has been really tough for me. And this next financial goal, yeah, it's the money, but it's not. It's about making sure I can pay off his mortgage so he can stay there. He needed a new fence. I was just able to pay for that. This is what I'm talking about. Like my dad has worked his rear end off. He made sure I went through college without debt. Like looking at all of that, there's no way in hell I'm not going to hit that goal, but it's not about the money. It is, right? But it's about why that matters to me. You know, it's like, I want to pay my father back and I want my father to have this beautiful home to live in that he's proud of to share with other people because he deserves to have that. And he may not be able to do that financially, but I bet I can. And that kind of fire around a goal, right? If you want to create a business for that reason, this is why I say the vehicle doesn't matter. It might be easier to sell something that you really love and appreciate and you care about, just like it's easier to talk about a book you love, right? Than just, you know, signing on to a multi-level marketing team or something like that. But if you love that product and it actually helped you, you're going to be much better at selling it. But I think the thing that people miss when they set these goals and they look at like, okay, but how do I get there? All right. Now I understand how I want to feel. Now I understand what I'm going after um, is really understanding how important it is for people to get evidence of what you're saying, right? Like the evidence, if you think back even to the book we were just talking about, right? For you, the evidence is someone didn't hit their child. That's really powerful evidence that buying this book is going to make a difference, right? If some child doesn't have unprotected sex, that's a really big deal, right? And that is evidence of why you should go purchase that book. And then do you make more money because of that? Yeah, but you are now also attached to the evidence and you are going to go out there and be like, oh my God, if we can have 10 more people not hit their kids today, let's go. And now you have a whole different reason for quote unquote selling because you're not selling, you're changing people's lives and the money's a byproduct of that. And that's when it's so easy to get out of your ego. You're not worried about how people view you. You're out to make sure that 10 more children don't get slapped today. That's a different way to go about it. I'm making sure my dad is okay. That's a whole different reason for me to be out there saying, listen, let's get more money in the hands of more women. That really matters to me. And for me personally, I have this other huge goal that I really want to accomplish for him. So when we look at why we're selling, to your point, the vehicle doesn't matter as long as you are clear on the evidence 
and you are clear on why you are out to change other people's lives. Because if you are just doing it because you want more bags, you want more shoes, those are awesome things. I love them too. And God bless all the artists and people who are creating these wonderful things that we get to buy. Love them. Um, but it's probably not going to be enough long-term. It might be enough for fits and starts. And we see that a lot, right? In people, they're like, they get excited and then selling long-term gets tough. So they quit. Yeah. Right. And that's because the internal why, not the flashy meme why, but the real why underneath wasn't strong enough. You've got to get right. profoundly related and emotional about why you want to grow your business, why you want to be in sales, why you want more money in your hands specifically because we then get to move it. We then get to say where that money goes. We get to invest in the companies we want to invest in, or we get to make sure like, I love my daughter's dance teacher. He teaches autistic kids on the weekend. There is no other dance company anywhere around here who's going to get my money, but that one, right? Like, I think that's incredible. I want to make sure that's where my money goes. I want to have a say over where that money is getting directed. That's a really powerful why for me. So anytime we can start to hook in our goals to emotions that actually matter to us, we will, we will accomplish those goals, but you have to do the work to do that. And most people don't want to. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, it is, you know, you have to make sure that your timing is right and you have to make sure that you're in the right mindset, but that, um, that whole mindset change is what's going to get you through because mm -hmm. most people are just like, I just got to sell, sell, sell. I've got these numbers. I got to make money. It's all well and good. But at the end of the day, you have to have your reasons and you, cause people can smell that out. And what's wonderful about it too, is if your message isn't landing with people and you're worried about how your message is landing, people can turn you off. That's not the person you want to talk to then. That's then that's right. better. It makes it easier. Filter those people out. Don't waste your time. And you hone in on the people that you're really trying to get at and who want to listen because it's not because, Oh, they don't like me. I have to cater to everyone. I don't want to make anyone feel left out. Well, if it's not for them, then don't waste their time. They don't want it. You don't want it. Move on. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's something I share with my clients too. When they send out a newsletter and people unsubscribe, I'm like, thank God you're paying for those people to be on their, on your list and they're never going to buy from you. Get them off. That's like the best thing you can do. I love what you just said. I think that's so smart. Yeah. I, I try to teach that with, with the social media stuff. So it's like, you want to just stay and it's, I hate using the word niche because it's so overused, especially since the pandemic It's niche down, niche down, niche down. But really what it is, is you go find your people, you go and find the hashtags that you want to, what is relevant and you go find those people that are hanging out there and you engage with them. You don't want to just cater to every single person just because you want your number of followers. Because if you have a million followers and those half a million don't were from a list that you bought, it's not going to be targeted. It's not going to it's not going to deliver the pack, you know, pack a punch and it's not going to, um, yes, life is happening and you can hear my dog in the background. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just not going to work until it's the right people. And I think it's, it's hard for us sometimes to wrap our heads around that, but it's really important to get, and there's nothing wrong. I think that's, that again is the ego piece, right? Like, oh, but they left me or, oh, they turned me off or, oh, people unfollowed me. It's like, we really want to celebrate that because they're now going to go get help from someone they actually resonate with. And you should not want to resonate with everybody. 
Um, and again, that's been overused as well. And, and this is what's been for me frustrating about social media. Like there's so many pluses, especially as business owners, we're so stinking lucky, right? That we have access to this massive free resource where we, well, free sort of, it takes up our time, but free financially for us to be able to reach people and have these conversations with people. It's so amazing. And heaven knows I use it. I'd be a big fat liar if I said I didn't, but I think what we want to understand is that just because somebody says it on social media and you thumb through it really fast, it doesn't mean it's not profound. And that, that to me is the one, I mean, there's a lot of evils of social media, but that's a big evil from social media. I see it, you know, especially around focus, like, Oh, what you focus on expands, right? That is so effing profound. If you actually get that and we could talk about food for a second, right? Like, um, you know, people who are like, I can't say no to chips. I have to have chips, but they're trying to lose 10 pounds, right? All it takes is a shift in focus in that moment to say, this chip's going to cause me pain. This is going to cause me pain. I'm going to beat the crap out of myself tomorrow morning when I wake up and I'm like, you dumbass, what'd you eat that? Right, right. That's going to happen. And so it, and so it's focusing on the truth of the situation, and then the long-term joy you're going to get when you actually lose the 10 pounds, that shift in focus is everything. And I say that to people who are struggling financially. If they're like, oh, I know, but I really want one more ring. I just need one. I'm going to say, okay, good. Focus on the ring for a second. You focus on that. And then how do you feel 20 minutes after you purchased it? Let's focus on that. That shift in focus, it can literally save people's lives. It can save people's health. It can save their financial well-being when it comes to business. And people are like, it's so unfair, man. Somebody launches and it just happens for them. And it's not going to happen for me. I hear that so often. Or someone's struggling through a launch or whatever's happening. It's like, yes. And if you shift the focus from, this is never going to work. I suck. This isn't fair to, what if this is the launch that does it? What if this is the one? What if this is the best thing I ever create? What if? I change five lives. What if I change 10 lives? What if I change a hundred lives? And you start noticing how many people could be affected by your work. You can't tell me that's not going to just profoundly alter the quality of the work that you put out there. Watching someone do an Insta live where they're like, Hey man, buy my stuff is so different from, Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. I just heard from somebody. You guys, they said that because they read this book, they didn't hit their kid. I'm dying. I'm dying. If you know anybody who needs this, that's a totally different ball game. And I say to people, you know, business success is 80% mindset, 20% strategy. Like you can have all the freaking strategies. That's why I don't mind giving strategies away. Cause I can give you every freaking strategy on the planet. One, you're probably not going to apply it because you haven't paid for it. And so people are like, yeah, that was nice. That one lady said that that one time. Right. But the other is the mindset. And if your mind's not in the right place, you can take all the right steps. It's not going to work. That is the power of focus. It is so profound and it can make and break everything. And instead, somebody's turned it into a meme on Instagram. So what I'm going to say to you is <laughs> when you see those, stop and think about them for a second if you choose or better yet, turn off your phone. I know. Turn off your phone and get back to work and focus on what really matters to you. Get profoundly connected to the goals that you've set and get to work. So turning off your phone, getting to work, that is 100% true. Because we sit there and we scroll and scroll and scroll and we're Googling and we're getting distracted by all what everyone else is doing. Yeah. We have to remember what we are doing mm -hmm. and focus on that because we get distracted about like, oh, I see XYZ doing blah, 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 blah. And she's selling exactly what I'm doing. But if her message is not your message, then it won't resonate. 
won't be real. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And you have to do it in your way. Like for instance, there's a health and wellness coach that I'm so winded by the way, for the listeners that are listening right now, because my dog started barking in the middle of, of this podcast and I ran outside to tell her to stop. So yeah, this is, this is how it works. <laughs> and so <laughs> there's a health and wellness coach that sits and she finally found her groove. Like she's a little bit more crass and mm-hmm. it's just her thing. Not my thing, not how I would do it, but I'm not her ideal person. That's right. She is very successful. I think she's the top coach the entire thing. And clearly it works. It's clearly resonating with the people that it needs to. So it doesn't mean that you have to do what she's doing to be on top. You do you, you do you. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole thing. And I think really, if there's anything you guys take away from our conversation today, because there were some fun tidbits, I think in here specifically, put down down your phone. Um, Okay. (laughs) But there were so many, so many fun things we talk about, but if there's nothing that you take away, I hope what you do after this call, or I'm sorry, I hope what you do after this podcast episode, (laughs) I feel like we're all on the phone, um, is that you actually sit down and really get emotionally attached to your goals. Get emotionally attached, feel the feelings of accomplishment, understand what success means to you, understand why that means success to you. I hear I want six figures. Why? Who the hell made that number up? What does that actually mean to you? Like dig in on that. And find out. And for you, it might actually be half a million or it might be 80,000. I don't know, but you haven't done the work to figure that out. You're not going to hit it anyway. So if you take anything from this episode, I hope that you really sit down and figure out what's going to make your socks roll up and down. Like what's going to really make you excited? What's going to really light you up? And all of a sudden selling is just so fun. It's easy. You're helping other people. You're helping yourself. But really the key is you guys, if you're listening, please, please do this work and read it every single morning. If you read every single morning, how you're going to feel. If you read all the reasons this matters to you, if you read why you really want to do this today, everything will change. And in, and to give away the time and energy you have to creating that outcome for yourself, to give that over to social media makes me want to weep. Mm. Those platforms are not free. They are costing you your energy and your life. We love them. We use them for good. And then we put them the frick down. Go yeah. read your thing again get back to work. That's what right. I hope you guys take from today. Yeah. Cause I think social media is just noise. I mean, it's a great platform if it's used correctly, mm. but it's not end all be all. We don't own it. So I always say, this is just, you focus on your email yes. list that you own. You focus on your website. You focus on the materials that you can do that. You sh- share it on that platform, but then you do your thing and then you get off like that. I simply use it for my business. Mm -hmm. I will go on there and do some research and see what the trends are. So maybe I could get my message out in a more creative way. That's going to the algorithm will like, that's maybe what I spend my time on, but I don't even, and I hate to say this, it's kind of cringy, but cause I teach it and it's like, eh, but I don't look at the likes. I don't look at the comments unless it's something I really am looking for some sort of, uh, pattern feedback. Yeah. I'm asking a question. Mm-hmm. I do not care what people say. I don't care how many people are liking it. I don't even care who does it. I literally am on there to get a message across. I look at the views. I like to see how many people see it because then it tells me all I need to know. I don't need to hear and, and talk and do I'll glimpse through them. And if it's someone that's asking me a question, 
because I turn all of my, my DMS off and all of my messages, because if it's something that you need to know, you can put it out there, but I don't look at that stuff at all. Yeah. I mean, I love what you're saying because it can be a fantastic feedback mechanism, right? And for those of us in sales, it's like, oh my God, that didn't land at all. Like, yeah. whoa, that one just didn't work. I wonder what I need to say, or how can I help people understand when this is right for them? How can I let them see if this is the next, the next best step for them? So that kind of feedback, right? Cause aren't you surprised? And I'm always surprised. I'm like, that that's the video that went viral. I'm like, what? Yeah, that one, right? We need that feedback sometimes um, because what I always say about sales and marketing, once again, it's not about us, right? It's about whether or not how we're communicating is landing. And it's our job as business owners to speak in a way that other people can hear. It's not for us to hear us talk. It's for other people to learn, to grow, to be entertained, to feel connected, to feel happy, to feel hopeful, to know there might be a solution to what they're seeking. That is being relatable. Yeah. Like being a person like, oh my gosh, that's always the biggest compliment I can get when somebody meets me. They're like, oh my God, you're just like your videos. I'm like, I freaking hope so. Cause I just turned the camera on. I didn't turn into somebody else. I get that too. It's like, on. oh, you're just exactly I who it. I thought you were. I'm like, well, I would yeah. sure hope so. Cause I if I'm giving so. you someone yeah. that's not, that's a problem. Yeah, it is. It's creepy, right? It's, it's scary. Anyway, but yeah, we could talk about that all day, but right. um, I do hope that that people understand um, it can be used as a really great tool. And I'm learning a lot about TikTok, actually, for those of you that care as well. TikTok. Um, and being talk about TikTok. Broken the algorithm and that the algorithm is not, they do not use an algorithm the way Instagram or Facebook does. They use it based on merit meaning the quality of your content. Yes. Um, and I was like, wait, what? And so we've really been studying this over here and in my company, we are having so much fun. I'm like a little too much fun, but this idea that it could actually be human like that is so exciting. So exciting. I always say t- things that work on other social media platforms will not work on TikTok. That's right. The way that TikTok one. is meant to be. Now, mm-hmm. the things that are working on TikTok will work on other platforms, but because it's proven over there, which is the human aspect, it's not an algorithm. Yep. So it will work. If it works over there, it'll work on other platforms, but other platforms, it will not work on TikTok. And it's incredible to see that type of, and I'm just going to say the demographic over there, women, if you're not there, get there. The demographic is not as young as you think it is from like 35 to like 55, 65. It's not these teeny boppers. Yeah. It's so wild. It's, it's like really the wild West, but I would recommend that as well. And we're just starting. So I have to be totally transparent about that. We are really just starting over here at team Sarah, we call ourselves, Um, but we're having so much fun with it. And I think it's going to be really powerful. And I'm you know, my background's in technology Mm -hmm. um, as you read in the bio, and it is so cool to see what's happening over there. And I understand just enough to be dangerous and just enough to understand they are breaking a mold. They are giving us the next level of social media. And I think if you're not watching that, um, you might want to start for sure. And it's all about consistency on find what works. If you've noticed, and this is, I guess, like a little tech tech, you know, little tidbit real quick, you'll notice that the people that are most successful on these platforms they stick to the same templates. They stick yes. to the same thing. If you go to X, you'll know you're going to X because of this, the thing that they're teaching and it's yes. the style yes. or the humor and the, the skit. Like there's one guy that does all the running. He's like, <laughs> if people did everything in a hurry, could watch him forever, so by funny. the way. And it's now it's his brother. And they like, if 
everyone did things like a dog and it's just funny. Mm -hmm. It doesn't teach me anything. I will just say (laughs) he does not teach me anything other than it's relatable. He's totally right. But his style, every single video is the same going to be reliable. That is so cool. And it works. We love people. I just love people. I just, I mean, the creativity over there. I'm just, wow. I just love people. We are, we are endless wells of creativity. And that's the other thing I say, you guys, that's how, you know, money's infinite. If you look around your room right now, just, just take a second, wherever you are, even if you're at the gym or wherever you are, if you're driving, just look around for a second and notice all of the things that are around you, someone created, and then you paid money for it. That's how we know money's infinite. I mean, look at the wealth of human creativity. Just go to TikTok and be like, oh my God, people are so creative. You can sell that and make more money. Money is right. infinite. Don't get in a bunch about that. It is. You can always make more. Well, Sarah, this was wonderful. Thank you so much. And I think you shared so much with us and your knowledge. And it's, I mean, hopefully everyone is looking at sales a little bit differently. And so if they were willing to find you, where can we find all things, Sarah? Yeah. So I have, if you'd like to snag it, I have the three sales mistakes most people make and how to not make them. It is so much fun. So you can put a link to that in the show notes. Yeah, Yeah. we'll grab that there. Um, It's called the three sales mistakes. I love that. But you can also catch me just sarahwalton.com. You can catch me at the Sarah Walton, not because I'm the Sarah Walton. There are so many Sarah Waltons, but because all of the Sarah Waltons were taken, um, but that's my handle on TikTok and Instagram. And then you can hop on over to YouTube and you can grab Sarah Uncuts where I literally just turned my camera on and we never quite know what's going to happen next. I love it. Scary. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Well, thank you so much for being here and hopefully we'll have you back soon and do another. And if you guys have questions for Sarah or we love feedback here at chaos and cookies podcast. And if you, there's something you want to know, or if there's something we want to dive deeper on, I, you know, we will, I will have Sarah back in a hot second. Ah, Let's do it. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here and thank you for so much for listening to chaos and cookies podcast and catch all things, Sarah in the show notes. And, uh, We'll catch you later on another episode. Thank you so much, Sarah, for being here. Thanks for having me, Heather. It's been a joy. Thank you. And bye, listeners. Thank you for listening to the Chaos and Cookies podcast. If you want more goodies and friends to share them with, follow the crumbs to the Facebook group or visit the Chaos and Cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See you all next week for another episode of Chaos and Cookies. Chaos and Cookies.